Hello everyone, my name is Marianne Sororwara and welcome to the first episode of The Marianne Show. Ever since I was a little girl, and even up until now, I've always wanted to eventually become a mother. My whole life, I have thought and planned of how many kids I want to have, how many of them will be girls or boys, and I even have a list of baby names that I want to one day name my own kids. But I'm pretty sure that's what most young girls dream of. It's made common where there are toys little girls can pretend to be a mommy like baby lives, where you can cradle the baby, feed them, stroll them around, the list goes on. I remember whenever my mom was pregnant, she would listen to classical music, and I later found out it's a common thing pregnant women do because it apparently makes your baby smarter, and Einstein's mom listened to classical music and that's what made him a genius, or at least that's how the story goes. I was so confused how music can have any impact on babies before they are even born, but it can. So how does music affect babies before and after birth? It's actually proven that music has a role in brain development before birth. Listening to music during pregnancy doesn't only have a calming and uplifting effect on the mother, but it also has a positive influence on the baby. In the last trimester, babies are able to hear a range of musical tones and can react to the sounds that they hear. There is a major misconception that listening to Mozart or classical music in general makes your baby smarter. Though it does not raise your child's IQ, it may increase brain activity and development. But once babies are born, music is still a very important part of their lives, especially when going to sleep. Lullabies are constantly played to put kids to sleep, calm them down, and also for entertainment. So how do lullabies work? As we all know, music inspires a variety of emotions. With lullabies, it sets a soothing mood for infants. Let's listen to one of the most popular lullabies for babies on YouTube. There's an obvious reason why this 8 hour long lullaby has over 220 million views on YouTube and that's because it works. So how exactly do they work? Well, there's a few things that make lullabies successful. First thing is the rhythm. In what we just listened to, there is a gentle rocking rhythm. The music has to be soft, smoothing, and relaxing to create the right atmosphere to support their sleeping patterns. Slow, soft, and repetitive music slows down their heartbeat allowing deeper breathing and a calmer baby. Another important factor is pitch. Most lullabies are in higher ranges because babies perceive their higher pitches as less aggressive and actually there have been experiments done that show infants will listen to songs that have a higher pitch for longer than songs with a lower pitch. It's also in line with infant directed speech. Infant directed speech more commonly known as baby talk, is a speech register characterized by simpler sentences, a slower rate, and more variable prosody. 
lullabies in a way have the same characteristics as infant directed speech. Like when you're talking to a baby, your voice gets higher instinctively and they seem to like it more just like babies like higher pitches in lullabies. Your typical lullaby will be in a major key. They have emphasis on proximity and or consonants between consecutive notes. It will also have repetitive phrases and common progressions like an emphasis of the tonic moving to the subdominant and fairly direct resolution through the dominant back to the tonic. Another famous lullaby is Brahms' Cradle Song. Let's listen to this real quick. This lullaby was written in 1868, dedicated to the birth of either his friend's or former lover's son. This song is in the key of E-flat major, and most lullaby songs are in major keys for a brighter and more cheerful sound. The main theme of this piece gives off a soothing, reassuring mood. Lyrics made to the song were first performed in 1869, but are originally from German folk poems. Translated to English, the lyrics are... Good evening, good night, with roses covered, with clothes adorned. Slip under the covers, tomorrow morning, if God wills, you awake again. Later on, Brahms adapted a second verse with the lyrics. Good evening, good night, by angels watched, who show you in your dream the Christ child's tree. Sleep now, blissfully and sweetly, see paradise in your dreams. But now... There are hundreds of versions to the song when it comes to lyrics. Some of us know it as, Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, little baby. Or, Lullaby and good night, close your eyes and sleep tight. I love you, yes I do, you're the one I really love. Or, close your eyes, go to sleep, let the angels watch over you. There's countless of versions of this song that everybody knows. I think that's the most fascinating thing about lullabies. Almost everyone, no matter where you're from, grew up listening to it or at least recognize a certain lullaby and will pass it down to their kids. It's a shared experience among people across the globe and I just really love how music unites people. This episode has been made possible by UNICEF, The Leading Lady, Mom Junction, and The Listeners Club. If you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!